and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter, and this week we are back to talk chapter, chapter, chapter 44, just as soon as we start saving for the day of maximum effort. (laughs) Which I will not be doing. No, I mean, that is (laughs) just, Mm. you know, that is the antithesis of everything I believe in. I am all about that minimum effort lifestyle. (laughs) minimalism like give i mean although i will say minimalism requires effort whereas yeah being an absolute disaster requires no effort whatsoever Mm -mm. as i can vouch (laughs) oh megan how are you it's been a while it has uh and i'm good i do want to distress for our audience that the reason that we were behind is because I could not record last week as I was making tea and my stovetop began to be on fire. Yes. Well, and, and I, then the week before I was like, we're ahead. Let's just take a week off. And that's my fault. We were punished fault. for our yes. hubris. <laughs> but I, and then, I, my daughter yeah. wouldn't go to bed and it was all that same night and I just messaged Bo and was like, yeah, I'm not doing a podcast today. I'm just going to lay <laughs> face down on my sofa. We all need those days. <laughs> and it's fine. And I'm sure our listeners are generous enough to give you that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Well, uh, it's perfect timing, though, because we're recording this on Mother's Day. And we're starting off with our favorite mother in this, Lady (laughs) Jessica. Mm -hmm. But uh, before we do that, we have a little something something from the collected sayings of Maudie by the Princess Irulan. You know, you know the words. Everyone sing along. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, And here's what she has to say. How often is it that the angry man rages denial of what his inner self is telling him? I love that saying. I have it on a t-shirt, bumper sticker. I would say fridge magnet. Often enough. I don't know. Like maybe too often. Not often enough. I can't tell. Men are a mystery to me. At a certain point, you can't. Everything a person says can't be a saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I can imagine my husband, like, you know, years in the future, writing the collected sayings of Bo North. And it's like, you really shouldn't put that in, you know, like, you mm. really shouldn't put tuna in mac and cheese. Exactly. No, that's that's true wisdom, actually. Well, I and... knew I picked that because I knew that that's <laughs> what you would agree with immediately. I actually made that for dinner last week. Oh, no. For my husband, and he seemed to enjoy it, so... I especially like that this opens with Jessica being annoyed that Paul will not let people use the ornithopters. <laughs> yeah, she was like, hey, we captured, we, like, she was out there, you know, wielding her knife in the desert. She was like, we captured these, we should use them. And he's like, no, get on a worm. <laughs> yeah, you're a friend now, mom, you have to act like it. I like that there's apparently a convoy worm convoy just across the desert everyone's Isn't got all crazy? the stuff in the back i'm just so fascinated by like how the worms and like how they work and everything like do they ever like are they territorial do they fight each other like how i mean what's going on there i need to know 
I imagine they'd have to be because all animals are to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We and put up a-, a bird feeder this week, so I'm seeing, I get to see lots of this oh, in action. Yeah. Is blue jays, especially. Blue jays are vicious. Oh my God. Like, there's two males that we keep seeing, and one's bigger than the other. And the one today chased the other one off, the little one off, and then looked over towards some trees to the side. And the younger one must have still been in the tree because the bigger one was just like, you know what? I'm going to come back and kick your ass again. Like, why are you still in this tree? <laughs> it's like, oh, guys, you're just fighting over millet. <laughs> millet and seeds. It's really okay. They got to get to that suet. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But I, if blue jays are that way, I can't help but think that uh, giant worms must also. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, they're so big. There's, like you said, there's only so much space where they could be. Seems like they'd have to be territorial. Yeah, I really don't understand how exactly that's working. But you know what? I mean, part of the reason that I feel something like Tremors works and they're much smaller is Mm. that there's only a few of them, (laughs) at least initially. Right. Man, what a great movie. Totally holds up. This could use Kevin Kevin Bacon. I agree. And Fred Fred Warren. Can you Mm -hmm. imagine? Uh, Kevin Bacon is one of those celebrity Instagram. A delight. Yeah. Highly recommend. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Jessica's would not be. Jessica's Jessica's Instagram would be very minimalist. She'd be like, mm-hmm. here's a beautiful stone. Yeah, it would never be pictures of her or her family. It would all be like, no, no, no. you know, look at this wonderful plant. Or I rearranged my desk space and isn't it so much more <laughs> functional now and ple- pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just Jessica. She's just no nonsense. We were trained in this at the Betty Jesseret Academy. <laughs> home decor oh you know they were (laughs) in all the arts of pleasing (laughs) i have always enjoyed that those are always listed as part of you know a a woman's training or a lady's training and i have never really met a guy who would be seduced by that like look Mm. i've rearranged this bookshelf (laughs) nice yeah. Blank. blank. <laughs> That's hot. I mean, that could just be us and our taste. <laughs> this this is true. This yeah. is true. I think um, part of me would be like, well, I don't know. I didn't want it like that. Did you? <laughs> but anyway, Paul's not worried about th- about that. Um, <laughs> well, Jessica is actually still like thinking about how Paul can't kill Stilgar. Like mm-hmm. she's still obsessing over this and it is like everything's leading up to it yeah that's like she's like we can't we don't need him Mm -hmm. if paul's plan doesn't work then this is all going to come crumbling down because the people will demand that he kill stilgar he doesn't want to kill stilgar he shouldn't really lead the fremen without him i feel like paul would be terrible no no yeah and i do like that there's a little part where one of the other men says well you have to do it or people will say you're a coward and paul's like who says yeah <laughs> like okay tell him to say it to my face um and so he, he makes big speech it's time for a big old speech and everyone's yeah, just like yeah, okay <laughs> and he keeps listing 
all the stuff that he knows that they want him to do, mm-hmm. which I do think is not the best tack to take with this kind of speech because it is just riling everyone up. He's like, so mm-hmm. what you want to see is bloodshed. You want me to kill Stilgar, right? And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. <laughs> that is what we wanted. Woohoo. Yeah. And he's thinking, you know, I have to tell them about this message because that was taken from the Harkonnen because it pretty much spells out that Ravan is on his own. He's being mm. abandoned. He's being cut mm. off. And he refers to himself as the least son al Gabe. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, do you think I'm that stupid that I would kill Stilgar? And Jessica is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's decided that he is the messiah, that he's going to use that. Which, okay, Jessica, the hell did you think he was going to do? He says that it's, you know, someone does, you know, that's the way. He says, ways change. Yeah. Uh, someone in the crowd says, well, we'll decide how things change. And Stilgar steps up to say, well, actually, he has a voice now because he wrote a worm and is a Fremen. Yeah. Go, Paul. You did the <laughs> thing. Go, Paul. <laughs> and so he starts talking about, like, how nobody nobody is, like, a sole ruler. You know, he's like, you know, Stilgar's not in charge of everything. I'm not in charge of everything. You know, there's the council. People listen to me. Like, is my mom in charge? Mm-hmm. You know, but he also it's it's like a cloaked insult because he is like, well, you know, the Stilgar and the other leaders listen to my mother because she's the Reverend Mother. But is she out there like walking <laughs> in the sand or fighting the Harkonnen? And it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she's had enough to deal with kid. And Jessica's like, OK. You need to just cut to the chase here, because, oh, oh my god. (laughs) My kid is so weird. And so then finally he says, all right, here's the deal. We all want to unseat Raban Mm -hmm. and terraform this planet. Yeah. He's like, the emperor put my dad in charge. So that makes me the person in charge. And he also does, like, well, because, again, he says, you know, do you smash a knife before a battle? Meaning he needs Stilgar. Like, why would Mm -hmm. he destroy one of his weapons? As he said before, which is true. Yeah. And a good point. But also, he's like, plus, he couldn't beat me. None of y'all could beat me. And it's like, okay, Paul. Bold. (laughs) Very bold. (laughs) And Jessica's just like, okay, you know. And he's using the voice. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's thinking, well, he's doing a good job, but he's not, it's not enough. Like, the Fremen are strong-willed, and you can't just use the voice on them all the time. He's got to, like, talk to them and use logic. So then he he tells them about the message. He has to, like, reach them intellectually and emotionally. Uh, So he tells them what the message is, and then he, like, does that, like, turnaround thing where he's like, so, who can tell me what this means? (laughs) And like, well, it means he's cut off. And he's like, that's right. And then, yeah, then he's like, by the way, I'm the Duke. <laughs> yeah, he like fully unmasks, like takes the signet ring off of his knife and puts it on his hand in front of everyone. Like, I'm your Duke now. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, I rule here. I rule on every square inch of Arrakis, you mm-hmm. know. It's and... not just this CH. It's all of the the whole planet is mine basically and i can't be running this place if i'm running the whole planet yeah i need stilgar 
And he says, you know, I need people who will, you know, help me out. And Stilgar is one of them. And, you know, he's like, but I don't need him just because of gratitude. I need him because he's good at what he does. Yeah. And we need those people. Because he is a leader. But he's also like, you know, who's going to say that I'm not the rightful ruler? Or do I have to kill all of all you leaders? And even Stilgar (laughs) is kind of like, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. The brass one's on this kid. Uh, So, like, in... In the space of about five minutes, he's accepted that he, you know, this mantle of the religious leader and declared himself sole ruler of the entire planet. And they're just like, kick ass. (laughs) Get it. I would like to think at this point, somebody should be going, hey, wait a minute. Wasn't the whole point of it? Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. And it's interesting how, for me, it's interesting how this sort of thing, how I respond to it personally, because there are so many scenes, particularly in fantasy, where somebody will say that they're the rightful king or queen or something. And it's always a really kick-ass moment. Sure. You know, when they reveal who they are or, you know, something like that. And it's always this like, yeah, you know, Boromir saying Gondor doesn't have a king and Aragorn being like, uh, actually... (laughs) (laughs) yo yeah and i'm just standing right here looking like this (laughs) and yeah and it's it's this moment where you're just like yeah but you picture this kind of scenario where it's just this you know cave this cavern full of hundreds of people with this guy saying i'm the messiah and I rule this entire planet, and you're all mm. my soldiers. It's like, mm, oh, 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 boy. Mm. <laughs> um, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica's like, all right, you know, this is working. This is, was our plan, and it's working pretty well. And then he knights Stilgar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, weird. I had completely forgotten that this happens. Like, he knights Stilgar with this Chris knife. And, you know, Jessica's kind of going to cry because, you know, she remembers, I assume, you know, Lita doing this. Mm. But it is, it's so anti the way that the Fremen do things that mm-hmm. it's very like ooh now we're just <laughs> completely just taking over yeah well that's kind of what we do mm. that's kind of our jam uh, and then everyone then everyone's just like oh it really is the prophecy it's like have you guys not caught on to this yet like <laughs> wow okay yes <laughs> And Paul says, well, Stilgar's in charge of this tribe. Like, don't, I don't want anyone to, like, forget that part. But, you know, if he, what he tells you, it's like if I told you. Yeah. Like, he speaks for me. Uh, So he he sends out some people to do various stuff. And then he's just like, Mom, (laughs) I've got a big surprise for you. Oh, my God, Mom, you are going to be so stoked. And Jessica's like, oh, God, it's Gurney. <laughs> Great, it's Gurney. I forget how she knows. Like, I, I don't, I think she just kind of does. I don't I think, know. I don't, don't they ask, doesn't he ask to bring the ballast set or something? Maybe, I don't remember, but like, because he, Paul thinks it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. 
because he brings Jessica back into like a little one of the qu- their quarters, like their private quarters, and says like, "Just wait right here. I gotta yeah. get someone to see you." And she's like, "Ah, it's Gurney." <laughs> and she's very like confused. You know, she's thinking about. It cause she's like, you know, on the one hand, it's it's great that Gurney's alive, but yeah. He- He's from a time that is very hard for me to think about. Yeah. And that I've just sort of gotten over because it really only was three years ago that her entire world came crashing down. Yeah. Um, and so then she's looking at Paul's like coffee set <laughs> and starts thinking about Chani. And it's just like, uh, all that all she can do is serve him coffee mm-hmm. because he needs to solidify his power. So he needs to be able to marry someone of authority. You know, and he says she thinks, you know, the Imperial House because they have there's five of them, you know, just hanging yeah. out unmarried. And it's so like, Jessica, you of all people. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, she does feel like very have like very mixed feelings about it, but mm-hmm. and it's interesting that at this point, Jessica is not thinking in terms of Paul becoming emperor because she's just thinking that he has to ally himself with the Imperial House and that if he marries one of the princesses, she even thinks like how she could go back to the life of luxury she used to have if she's the mother of a royal consort. Mm-hmm. So she's just thinking in terms of, well, they could get married and he won't be emperor. He'll just be Duke you know, Varrakis. Mm. Uh, but he needs that connection. But she's like, well, he's not going to do that as long as there's Chani because, you know. Yeah their love and they have a son and then she's like oh but the baby (laughs) it's really that she's like oh the little baby i wish she was here give him a big hug (laughs) yeah she does think she misses him and that she sees leto in him Mm -hmm. and i do like that in the middle of all of this that she's like i don't know like what's gonna happen and oh the little baby (laughs) gonna give him a little little squeeze so then Someone coughs outside. She's like, all right, you know, come in. And then, uh, Gurney. <laughs> Gurney. Or rather, I'm going to just say Thufer <laughs> acting through Gurney on Kinda, this Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Thufer. No. So Gurney comes in. It's just like, sup, bitch? Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Like, oh, Gurney, no. Inappropriate. Yeah, she's just like, he's got a knife up against her back. And she, I, I appreciate that she's like, wait, why does he want to kill me? Yeah, she at first she's like very confused. She's like, hey, 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 you better think about what you're doing right now, mister. Because I'm very confused about what's happening right now, frankly. Also, I could probably kill you with my pinky. Yeah. And then Paul walks in and he's just like, hey, ma. Yeah, this was great because <laughs> I... You just haven't seen Paul, like, caught off guard like this for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a while in this book. So it was kind of fun. I mean, not fun because it's awful, clearly. But it was interesting to see Paul, like, just sort of not knowing what to do for a second. Like, being like, up, uh, up. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. And so Gertie says, the minute that I feel you move, I'm going to I'll kill you. I only want you alive so you can tell your son what you did 
And Paul's like, wait, what's going on? And he's like, if you come near me, I'm going to kill her. And he explains, or he thinks he explains, that, you know, she was the traitor. Like, she's the reason that the Duke is dead and everyone died. Yeah, and, and Paul's kind of like, Gurney, you idiot. And he's just like, you know, I, I swore an oath, so I'm here to kill her. Sorry about that. Like, <laughs> I know it's your mom and all, but she's evil and I'm going to kill her. <gasps> and... You know, and Paul's like, wait, no. And Jessica's like, oh, God, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> this <shit> again. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just like, well, like, I want her to say it. And and he notes that he has, like, bribed guards and given what's-his-face Samuda. <laughs> and he's so he's very, very convinced of this information. And it's like, yeah, that's why the Baron, like, wasn't telling people which, again, you kind of feel like, oh, the Baron doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Let's just trust the most evil person in the galaxy. Yeah. Paul's... I do like that... So Paul tells him that it's it was Yui. And he's like, well, that's impossible because of the conditioning. And Paul's like, well, I'm telling you. And that... I also got a note from him in his own hand. Talk but about... he's like, I've got evidence. It's not here. I don't have it here. It's in another place. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is real. Yeah. Um and Paul points out that he's like he's like, I saw that same note that's that implicated my mother, and my dad himself told me that it wasn't true. Um and that he knew that this was like this was the Harkonnen's entire plan yeah. was to to trick us. And Gertie's still just sort of like, well, I don't know. So Paul uses the voice a little. Yeah. And Paul Paul says then that, she, you know, what Gertie doesn't know is that Jessica cries every night for his father. Yeah. And that she, you know, she really wants to kill Harkonnens. <laughs> and she's just like, Jessica's like, oh, he paid attention. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I mean, he paid attention to the worst time in my life, but that's yes. Nice. So Gertie's like, "Well, shit, okay." Now uh, he's way more dramatic than that. <laughs> well, Paul has to do this whole monologue about yeah. how, like, it's this horrible. There's this moment when a boy discovers that his mother and father are people, and that they have a love that doesn't involve him. And you know, he's like, "I know my dad loved my mom." And it wasn't, and vice versa, and it wasn't her. And it's like, I get that. And I think there is that moment. You know, I think that is a, a important thing. I think there is a, a moment when children realize. That they're not that the cause not, of their yeah. parents' relationship. They're not the center of the universe. That things, yeah. you know, existed before them and while they're asleep. And like the other night, my daughter asked why uh, the TV was still on. Because she was going to bed. I was like, because... <laughs> The world goes on, my child. Yeah. <laughs> I was setting up a movie for a watch thing, the watch we did, and I was just like, well, because I'm getting all this set. And she was like, for what? It's bedtime. It's Isn't your it? bedtime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not my bedtime. Once when my mother was visiting, back when people could visit people. Sure. We were taking my daughter to her room and she looked out in the hallway and my mom was like sitting in the living room and she was just like 
but why is she in the living room? Why isn't she in bed? And it's like, because it's eight o'clock. Like, yeah. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> but, you know, it's this whole thing. And that's when Gertie's just like, oh, my yeah. God. So Gertie kind of slumps in the corner having this, like, moment. And it kind oh of ruins God. a Paul and Jessica moment. Yeah, because Jessica's trying to, like, she's sort of, have, she's emotional. You know, she's, like, feeling all kinds of things in this moment and she tells Paul I mean is this the part where she tells Paul the thing like it's she tells him to marry Chani yeah she was like if you love her you really should just marry her don't listen to me don't listen to it like you decide your own future you decide your own fate and he's just like uh it's a little late for that mom <laughs> and meanwhile she stops because Gurney's just in the background going like kill me just someone kill me someone put a knife in my heart he's like he's, pulled open his robe he is so extra he's so edward cullen he doesn't have he has a still suit on so it's not like bare chest but right. he's opened his robe up and it's just like someone has put your knife in my heart like mm. i've besmirched my name and betrayed the duke and paul's like close your robe and stop acting like a fool yeah we have yeah. work to do <laughs> like i have dealt with enough shit today i don't need this yeah and then it, he just it's is a like, little embarrassing and he's just like well lady jessica could you kill me please <laughs> sorry just is like um no um she's like stop trying to get us to kill people we care about <laughs> Like, we're all going to move past this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's like, it'd be pretty sweet if you played me some music. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, awesome. And Paul's just like, well, anyway, <laughs> we've got I'm a couple go of things. Let me get my <laughs> bell set. And he comes back and is just like, oh, I'm just going to tune this. No one, no one look at me right now. <laughs> it's very Manfield's park. It's very mm -hmm. like, please don't look at me right now because you might see me expressing an emotion. Yeah, and I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. So Jessica goes to sit down. Paul thinks about how she looks old. And I'm like, thank you. <sighs> Thanks, You piece kid. of shit. <laughs> She's like 40. Uh, and Paul's just like, I've got to go do some stuff. You two just chill in here, I guess. Um sing my mom a song and he does and it's quite a song <laughs> i'm not entirely sure what it's about or what it's for uh and then the dude at least shows it's up. not a dirty song at least we can be thankful for that yeah my god can you imagine if he just started singing <laughs> just like some raunchy song just like gurney <laughs> there once was a lady from eric keen <laughs> she's like no gurney oh my god <laughs> it's the only song i know <laughs> that would be hilarious if you only knew the one song it would be like that um oh never mind we don't need another wings reference on the show i'm sorry i just thought remember that episode of wings where lowell could only play the entertainment tonight theme song but yes. like in a million different ways <laughs> <laughs> and so Paul's just like, all right. When people show up for this council, 
take them to see my mom. And yeah. then he decides he's going to do something real stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because there was something like he didn't see the moment with Gurney mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to kill Lady Jessica. In, Which in is why he left them alone. Yeah, because like, and this was interesting to me, and I'd forgotten this part too, is that like the longer he's on Arrakis, like the more like, I guess, a tolerance to the spice he, he builds mm-hmm. up in his body and the less he like the less it affects him like on that weird you know vision sort of level yeah so he's like i know what i need to do to get my mojo back (laughs) i gotta drown a little maker and drink (laughs) the water of life yeah unchanged by reverend mother which is supposed to kill pretty much most men most people frankly but especially men yeah and he's just like, well, I got to go get somebody to drown me, worm. <laughs> it's like, oh, Paul. Luckily, they have one on hand. They just always have one, just in yeah. case. Just in case. You never know. Yeah. That's my backup worm. <laughs> it's like, hey, you, you know, you keep some money in your car just in case you need gas or yeah. something. It's a responsible thing to do. Which I always used to do, except that when I would go back when in my youth, when I would go to clubs, I would always mm. have money in my wallet because it was like, okay, now I have this extra cash in case I need, you know, for it for something. And mm. I'd always just buy like pizza. Yeah, sure. So. I, would just, I would buy pizza. We'll we'll call it pizza. <laughs> be like someone stop at McDonald's right now because <laughs> it right. is 3 a.m. and I need a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, I'm having memories. Yeah, the youth. There is, I have discovered in being an old person on on TikTok, (laughs) there is a lot, there are many accounts that solely post things from the 90s, but Mm -hmm. not, there's one that I particularly like that is a woman that is about my own age who posts stuff from the 90s, but in a very nostalgic, like, I've lived this way. Mm -hmm. There are also lots of accounts that are just like, doesn't this seem magical and amazing? the mystical 90s it wasn't <laughs> it's like what uh, there's one that they have they go i guess they go on like youtube and look for anyone who's uploaded sort of like videos that they took when they were in high school mm-hmm. and there are so many of them where it's like you know the last day of school for the class of 94 and all the comments are just you know people born in 20 you know 2004 who are just yeah. like i wish i lived back then look how happy they all look look at the fashion <laughs> like the fashion the fashion that's the part you want to latch on to okay. <laughs> we all you know we just all looked so happy we did it's like did we like this okay is, kids this is news to me <laughs> that's yeah i sent one to our our friend and former guest gina radcliffe where i was like gina like they're all just like oh my god look at that it's amazing <laughs> and i it actually was... do have video from like the last couple weeks of high school you would be a tiktok sensation the the thing is it's on uh an eight millimeter tape oh yeah no you don't have that absolutely no way to get like i know there are businesses that will do it but like it's probably not even i don't even know if it's even any good anymore it hasn't been touched since 1996 so for me it's just 
a lot of it is just the context because there was one because I looked for my year, which was mm-hmm. 99. And there were people again who were just like, oh, my God, it looks so amazing. Everyone looks like they're <laughs> having such a good time. And it's like a month before we graduated was Columbine. Yeah. No, we weren't having a good time because yeah. we no one understood what had happened and was that going to happen to us and like my friends weren't allowed to wear coats or black or you know. Yeah. Like things I think like that. Oklahoma so like, City mm. was my senior year. Mhm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. I guess because we just weren't used to that kind of stuff then the way That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of inundated with it now. Also, so many videos on TikTok about Timothy Chalamet, and I'm still just not feeling it. A lot, yeah. lots of them. Yep. He's he's a lovely young man. I, mm-hmm. Okay, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think so. That's the end of the chapter. Yes. I do think it is important for us very briefly to touch on one thing that I have also noticed that we have talked about that's on TikTok, which is the Twilight Renaissance. Oh my god. Uh, a lot of Poor it is people Robert watching Pattinson. it again, rereading the books. There's a lot of memes and videos, and it, it feels very much like, you know, the mid-aughts again. Well, I get it. Like, for a lot of people, it takes you back to, like, a mm-hmm. more innocent time, a safer time. You know, it's like a comfort food kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Absolutely. An extremely, like, no nutritional value kind of snack. <laughs> Because Twilight does not have nutritional value. It won't nourish you. But it tastes good when you're eating it. You'll get sick later. And while you're eating it, it tastes good. As has been announced. Oh, God. We're getting a new Twilight book. A new old Twilight book. Yeah, it's a new old one. It's Stephanie Myers just being like, I'm out of cash. Yeah, (laughs) possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so quick backstory for anyone who's not up on the hip Twilight knowledge. Mm-hmm. So after the big boom of Twilight, yeah, Stephanie Meyer was writing a book called Midnight Sun, which was yeah. going to be Twilight from Edward's point of view, because we cared. Mm-hmm. And she had the part that she had written, she had given out to cast members so they could get like, you know, mm-hmm. background and a, f- a look at the characters and whatnot and then it got leaked and i think robert pattinson Mm -hmm. always said it wasn't him but like come on he left that shit in a burger king and (laughs) we know (laughs) like he didn't (laughs) care and it's fine it's fine baby it's fine Um, i could just hear him mumbling like this is shit (laughs) just leaving it in a booth (laughs) when am i gonna get a call from david cronenberg um and (laughs) so it's coming rob it's coming it's coming you're going to make the lighthouse and we're all going to forget about Twilight because it's right. amazing. So she, I guess, like, I don't know if you cease publication or you just decide you're not going to write it. I can't imagine her publishers were super enthusiastic, but that's she her own business. She just had a big old hissy fit online. Yeah. It was like, well, since someone betrayed my trust. I'm going to post it on gonna... my website so everyone can read it. Yeah, I have at it haters and then i'm never publishing this book and i'm just like "Mm, you're gonna publish it someday and so then that so that was put on her website i did read it it was i mean it was twilight from edward's point of view so it was just angstier it was as advertised yeah yeah uh and then she wrote i guess the host and then that was pretty much it the there was another one like the pharmacist or some shit like that oh 
Yeah, some other like uh, science fictiony type thing, but it was not related to the host at all. Oh, well. So a few weeks ago, people noticed that there were like countdowns on her website and <laughs> yeah. and things like that. And yeah, so she is finished. I assume finished. It's not just the same excerpt. <laughs> and is now releasing Midnight Sun. And I mean, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna get it yeah. at the library. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll reluctantly I will read it, even <laughs> though I am just so annoyed at the whole thing. Oh, it makes me so mad. I just my problem with that is I think that at a certain point, and I, I have no basis of knowledge for this, because I'm not a writer who has written a series of anything, but at a certain point, what are you actually going to, you know, contribute to what you created? Because at the mm. time, that's one thing, but now we know how Twilight ends. Yeah. Like, we know how they all end. Mm-hmm. We know how the movies end. I mean, they had the whole credit sequence with everybody in it. Like, we're, we're done. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I don't care what Edward thought during Twilight because I know what happens. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe New Moon from his point of view would be kind of interesting. Because he's almost in it. like Not in it. You don't all. know what he's doing, really. Yeah. That would be the only one that I would possibly read. It's like, like how voluntarily. Like, yeah, it's like how Charlene Harris did like a wrap up book that was like, oh, here's everything that happened down the line to the mm-hmm. characters from the, you know, Suki Sackhouse books. And it sucked. Yeah. Because half of them were depressing. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to forget I read this. <laughs> yeah. Because everything ended pretty happily for people. And I would prefer to keep it that way. I don't need it to be like, oh, the real life divorce rate and blah 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 like no there's fairies and shit like yeah can we just have a little fantasy yeah i don't know like i those books you know they're not good nobody can actually say that they're good they were there is like a certain amount of melodrama and you get swept up in it it's like Mm -hmm. when you watch a soap opera and you're like i know objectively that this is not good but i'm enjoying it so much that i'm going to keep watching exactly that is exactly what twilight is but with a lot more like misogyny yeah and i mean a lot of one of the things that always bothered me, and this has been, you know, people have said this before. This is not unique to me. We've said it, I think. Mm-hmm. Part of the issue that I did have with the backlash was because it was backlash against something that primarily teenage girls liked. Yeah, which I mean, is what happens. That's what happens a lot. I think this is like a lot of the Harry Potter backlash, too. I get kind of stiff necked about it because, like, I get it read another book blah 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 but at the same time it's like first of all that series got a whole generation of kids who are now adults to love books and love reading Mm -hmm. a that's super important that's huge b like it also taught a whole generation of kids that you know why fascism is bad that's another like pro for it three like it was mostly you know like young girls loved harry potter Mm -hmm. so it's just like i don't understand why we have to shit on everything girls love is it good is it the best thing in the world is jk rowling the best writer 
No, <laughs> she's For the best person. Not, she's not even like a very good person. But but yeah, and and that has always been. And as as someone as a woman who was a girl who read sci-fi and read fantasy, mm-hmm. there was a major like gatekeeping aspect. Oh yeah, you know I heard plenty of times that oh those books aren't for girls like girls don't like that and <laughs> yeah you know i can remember in the early aughts being on a website about star wars that was specifically for women because mm-hmm. it was like this way we can talk about this you know and be women in this you know realm yeah. and i think it's awesome that that's not in so much the case anymore and how people act you know and i, I think it is a little funny when someone will say that they're you know, I have such unique interests. I like Star Wars. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you like this thing that everyone likes? Okay. <laughs> Some aspect of. Yeah. But, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's just always been something like when I, when I was a teenager, we had, there was a whole wave of vampire books and, you know, Vampire Diaries came out when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Pike, the last vampire series, you know, we had our angsty vampires too. And those were definitely marketed towards girls. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure there were probably guys I knew who would have never dreamt of reading one of them because like, well, girls read those books, even though they were by a man (laughs) and were, you know, absolutely not, you know, you can't gender a vampire story in that way. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There might be parts of it you don't quite get if it doesn't apply to you, but that's any story. I mean, even those Charlene Harris books, like, Mm mm-hmm. They're marketed towards women. Yeah, but my husband's read some of those and he enjoyed them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, cause, mine too. Yeah. Because, you know, you can read anything you want. I have a hilarious picture of my husband reading one of my romance novels because he mm. flipped it to a good part, quote unquote. <laughs> and <laughs> I snapped the picture at the exact right time and his face is a picture. <laughs> Aww. A picture of... <laughs> What? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it was Brazen and the Beast, so oh, God knows. Yeah, that's a God good God knows one. what he opened it to. I actually have a picture of my husband reading um, One Good Earl Deserves a Lover, and I tweeted it out to Sarah McLean, and she was just like, I love it. He loved the book. When he finished, she was like, is there another one? I was like, well, not with them. Yeah, they're happy now. They're, they're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> their story is over. I do love when, and it's just really quick, just because we're talking and then we'll we'll be done, guys, I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like when characters from previous romance novels show up and are mm-hmm. trying to, like, be holier than thou to other characters. They're just like, you two slept together. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys had sex in a moving carriage with, like, the Pope outside. Like, right. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You know, like, oh, these two had these two had sex. I think like, yes. Lisa Claypless Lisa Claypas is really good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, Well, what do you mean you two ran off together? And it's like, um, I'm sorry, what did you guys do? <laughs> like, do you recall how you two like eloped and had sex right. in the woods? And it's like we're not, we're not talking about us. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> us. That's not you. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. It's different for us because we are married now so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's always the way it goes yeah i don't know i'm just the whole thing is like first of all like i've been kind of pretty open with my feelings on 
like L- the LDS church and the fact that it so heavily influenced the Twilight series, like I have a big problem with that. I know a lot of really super nice, awesome LDS people. I, <laughs> It's just not the path I would choose for myself and it's not an organization that I would ever choose to support in any way if I can help it. Like, they have enough money. They don't need my Twilight dollars. So I'm not saying that you should steal books. But, I mean, if you were to steal that book. (laughs) You know? Shrug emoji? I don't know. (laughs) It's like that Chumbawamba album where they were like, just steal it. Yeah, or just be like, just do what Radiohead did. Just put it out there for free. If you're such a fucking humanitarian, fucking the kids, Meyer. the kids today, they don't know what Twilight is, and they don't know what Radiohead is. That's true. <laughs> they also but don't she, know what Dune is. So she didn't here. like how some of the people in the movie were not white because she had written them white, and she's. I just this is another case of like, if that's your comfort food, that's your comfort food, and everybody has to do whatever they can to get them through this very weird time that we're in right now. But she's, I don't think she's a very good person. I said it. And also, I don't know, I doubt that they will make any further movies or any other, like, media in that way, because obviously the main actors, uh, they've all moved on. Like, no one is coming back for that. Can you imagine Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson making another one of these? They would rather die. First of all, then probably don't want to act with each other anymore. No, no. <laughs> I mean, that would be awkward yeah. and uncomfortable for everyone. And Robert but Pattinson openly hates this series. So, very much so. Yeah. But my thing is just if they were to do that, or if there's the inevitable reboot, or you know, they try to make a CW television show or something, mm-hmm. cast actual Native American actors and actresses. Yeah. To play Native American characters. Please do. It doesn't you... count if you just get, like, a really good tan. Yeah. You know Taylor Lautner's like, guys, I'm available. <laughs> He's in England doing stuff. Seriously, call me. Is he not doing any more of those stupid Adam Sandler movies? I don't know about that, but I know that uh, my, my boss watches some British show that he's he's on. That's so I guess he's moved me. across the pond. Boy, England, you guys <laughs> ran out of primetime players i guess <laughs> well because robert pattinson was like no i won't do that i don't think he ever did television but i mean tom hiddleston used to and he's not doing that now that's true well i mean kind of i guess if you can't i mean disney he's plus, doing but... prestige television and disney it's the loki show prestige television i was thinking more of like the oh, night... night manager night yeah. manager yeah and okay high... well high rise was a movie never mind anyway (laughs) he's somewhere right now going it is prestige guys come on (laughs) please like i I don't have megan and beau support what do i have tom will always have my support in one way or another Mm. but i'm not subscribing to disney plus i'm just not gonna do it oh well i'm still a holdout and i will remain so they have yet to have anything on there that i'm like ooh, i gotta get me some of that I mean, there's the new DuckTales is good. 
I mean, my daughter's very fond of it. That's not really my thing. I mean, I kind of like. Brian might like it. I'm sure he would love it, but he also <laughs> does not want to give Disney any more money. <laughs> well, someday when people can leave their houses again, y'all can visit and you can watch, watch all the Disney you want on my dime. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, really fine. <laughs> don't need to we will do something else and billy and brian will watch ducktales with my kid a play date (laughs) well now that we've emasculated our husbands i suppose we should wrap it up we just like them to have a good time we would yeah so uh yeah do you have any plugs this week megan uh not really no (laughs) just still we wrote right for the spool yeah, no, I want to give a plug to a friend of the show, a show for, uh, bleh, I'm saying this all wrong. I want to give a shout out to Kill by Kill. They're getting ready to finish off yes. Freddy and Jason and all of it. Is it their final episode? Like, are they done after No, this? no, no. Okay, yeah. No, I, I, I have been told that they will have to reiterate that, but the show is not over. They are mm-hmm. just done with the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th franchises. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to Kill by Kill, it's a really great show. They um, have these, they watch these franchise horror movies and they discuss the least discussed part of any <laughs> horror movie, the characters, the people that get killed off usually. It's uh, like Patrick mostly. was here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a really fun show, and they have a it lot is. of amazing guests. Like, Megan and I have both been guests, but I would not consider myself, like, a top-tier guest. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on the weird side episodes a lot, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Because I am constantly just watching weird stuff and messaging Gina and being like, yeah, hey, have you guys talked about this? Very on brand. What but- if you did? <laughs> If you're a fan of either of those horror franchises, I highly recommend Kill by Kill. It's really mm-hmm. good, and they've put a lot of work into it, and I just want to give them, like, a big congratulations shout out yes, to them. Yes, absolutely. Good work, Gina and Patrick. Four years. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't have any plugs this week either. Nope. I would just say everyone stay in, take care of yourselves, wash those hands, and, uh, yeah, don't fucking gift stephanie meyer any more money i don't think our audience really is in danger no i don't think anyone was (laughs) i mean the one person that reacted to to me saying i was gonna rant about stephanie myers was like haha yes (laughs) and also just because i keep seeing it as a thing on twitter Mm -hmm. yes whatever you're posting I will eat it in an hour for a thousand dollars. Oh my or $10, god, those are so stupid! Like, could you eat this whole pizza in an hour for a thousand dollars? And it's just like, um, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, where will I spend the money uh, for the remaining forty-five minutes? Right. <laughs> and I think there was one that was like, "Oh, could you eat all this McDonald's in three hours for like a hundred thousand dollars?" It was like, "Uh, yeah, five yeah. hours. I could take a nap." <laughs> Yeah, for for real, like, I'll have change. I suspect parts of them are supposed to be kind of shaming, like, oh, my God, could you eat a whole pizza even for money? Yeah. And it's like, no, well, I could, yes. you saw the, the pile of Taco Bell I ordered the I other could. week. Oh, I have. my God. And it if was, I'm getting paid, I will try harder. It was a shameful amount of Taco Bell. And no one even paid you. I know, nobody paid me. I mean, it did take me a couple days 
to get through it. But, but mean, if you've been offered money. If I've been offered money, yeah. I mean, I was already like three glasses of wine and an edible in, so it was like I had to make <laughs> myself go to bed. <laughs> but on that note, I think yeah. we are we are done. Yeah, don't, food. I am done. I don't, don't know. Don't live my life, kids. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you back here next time. Bye. (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? (laughs)